welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Win Pod Repeat. Uh, I'm your host, Sam Anthony, alongside Spencer Wellington, who did not murder me after the last episode. Um, I'm gonna try not to say ER Plus, sorry, uh, any more times than uh, I have to. Spencer, how, how you doing? And uh, how did you decide not to murder me in my sleep? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm much better than I was at the end of the last podcast. I decided to be merciful and spare your life uh, last week. The, the, um, but you the know, told you to spare me. You know, I did. I did listen back, and I, I, I was right. I wasn't wrong. So um, that, that's what that's what uh, got me through this week, and, and got me to another podcast. But um, yeah, so Red Sox got swept by the Rays. Not yeah, great. Speaking of being right, right. Um, so I was right again about that. Um, and again, odds don't matter. Percentage at this point, it's just kind of like based. I mean, they they give you an indication, but obviously, the Red Sox percentage wise are still favored to win the division, but it's not by a significant margin. By who? Uh, by Baseball Reference and by uh, Fangraphs. Fangraphs definitely has the Rays winning the division. No, I checked it last night. I swear to God, I was literally sitting at work. I'm going to open it right now. If I'm wrong, I've then I read will. like literally 40 Fangraphs articles over the last two days. Red Sox 48.2 percent, Rays 36.4 percent chance to win division. Where the, are literally, you? I'm on playoff projections. <laughs> By the way, just to show you how tight this is, the projected wins for the Red Sox are 93.8, and for the Rays they're 93.0. So if you want to talk about basically splitting hairs at this point. I swear to God, I read a Dan Zimborski article today that was Zips. Oh, okay, so this was Zips. So Okay, what? yeah. I mean, there's, there's, uh, and that's why, again, you know, it depends what you're looking at for a projection. All right. So what is, what, what is there? I thought they are off of Zips. I thought that's what they are. Yeah, that's what I'm on. Postseason Zips round by round division. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Zips. I don't know what to tell you. So this has Rays percentage division. 60.8 percent yeah i i i wish we i wish i could show you what i'm looking at right now because i'm literally just i literally just clicked playoff odds on fangraphs like it wasn't even like i had to like finagle with it it just took me here i wish my laptop didn't suck at doing anything with the internet yeah all right, all right. We'll hey man on. this is yeah, bad we're gonna podcast. we're gonna have this to is move bad on. podcast content so all right so we're gonna yes obviously we're gonna move on uh so let's just talk first off Quick reaction. I know it's been a couple days since we, you know, since the trade deadline passed, but the Red Sox um, getting Kyle Schwarber. um, How do we feel about it? Just overall the deadline, not just Kyle Schwarber, but just overall deadline. Well, I mean, I am excited for Kyle Schwarber, um, but more importantly, um, I predicted that the Red Sox would get John Gray (laughs) and Anthony Rizzo, and they did. So um, it's it's really exciting to have John Gray in the rotation. Uh We can get Garrett Richards out. I'm glad that Garrett Richards doesn't have to start games anymore. Uh um, Yeah, me too. John Gray in the rotation. And like then uh, Anthony Rizzo, you know, big bat. He hit a couple of home runs against the Rays over the weekend um, for the yeah, Red definitely Sox. Definitely not on the Yankees. And, um, and so, you know, that's that's um, exciting stuff. So, what's denial um, like? You know, that's rough. <laughs> that's brutal. I mean, just like not only the fact that. Well, my favorite thing was the fact that as this was happening, because again, we we discussed on the podcast, Spencer. Um, <laughs> you were like, it'd be great if we could get you know 
uh, Scherzer, Turner, and uh, Rizzo. And then all of a sudden, it was like one, two, three on the night before the deadline. It was Scherzer, Turner, and then Rizzo all gone and to the Dodgers and to the Yankees, the teams you, you really didn't want them to go to. Well, um, you know, it's funny you bring that up, Sam, because um, I, I don't think I shared this with you yet. I actually got a call um, yeah. on Friday after the trade deadline because obviously he was busy up till 4 p.m. Uh-huh. Uh, from Andrew Friedman. Um, and so he, he just wanted to thank me for presenting, uh, the idea on our podcast of trading for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, that idea never occurred to him before listening to our podcast. So, um, he was like, you know, thanks for the idea. You know, obviously it helped us go and do that and become, you know, the favorites for the division again. Um, and you know, as a thank you, I want to offer you a job that starts in spring training of next year. So there we go. Okay. Um, you know, I said, you know, Andrew, I, I really appreciate that offer. It's really kind of you. Um, I haven't killed him yet, but right now it would be contingent on getting Sam uh, a job as well. There we me. go. All right. And he was like, you know, we don't think he's quite as smart as you, but we're willing to make wow. that concession just to get uh, you onto the team. Uh, and so for all of our fans out there, we're headed to the Dodgers next year. What's the, what's the, what's the job that I'm going to get? Like, am I going to be like janitor? Am I going to like mop up? Like, um, it's it, like, you're going to start out by just getting coffee. Um, there we go. The All right. For me. I start somewhere. For you. And, okay. And, not even, not even for Friedman. Just for like, you. Like, just kind of follow me around taking notes. Um, oh, know, I'm just, taking notes off you. Okay. Yeah, okay. Just trying to absorb my knowledge. <laughs> yeah. All right. I um, can keep this straight. Can I, can I just send my, can I like preemptively submit my letter of resignation? No. No, no, it's 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 locked in. It. You have no choice in the matter. I, I'm in like a contract. I signed yeah. like a five year deal. Didn't even know. I it. signed it for you. I forged your you signature. You signed it for me. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, my signature's fucking garbage, so it wouldn't be that hard to forge it. If we're going to be entirely <laughs> honest, um, they'd be like, "Oh, that scribble says Sam Anthony." Sure, yeah, yeah that's uh-huh. enough. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, when you when you weren't talking to Andrew Friedman, and yeah. accepting a five year position as your your bitch boy, uh-huh. um. What so you know? Obviously, <laughs> the Yankees. Um, the, you know, Fangraphs actually put out an article, basically saying you know winners and losers of the deadline based on which teams increased their zips projections, postseason projections the most. And yeah. the team that did it the most was the Yankees. And obviously, it's because you know they went and got guys like Rizzo and Gallo, but also because teams like the Red Sox. You know, the Red Sox had a need for starting pitching, did not go meet that need. They got Kyle Schwarber, that's great, but. You know, as much as they're going to play him at first base, it doesn't necessarily directly. We don't know if it fills that need because he's played, you know, one career game at first base. Um, yeah, I don't love and that plan. The Rays, you know, who were in on Kimbrel and Bryant and all those guys, ended up with Nelson Cruz, um, who's again, I mean, he he meets an absolute need for the Rays, but again, still holes in that roster. The Blue Jays, that's great. You know, you go get a Jose Barrios who you have control of for next year. And that's why that's a great move for the blue Jays, because obviously if they don't make it this year, they're still going to have to go get a Brad hand who Brad hand's been, you know, okay this year. I won't get that excited about a Brad hand acquisition and uh, Joaquin Soria from the diamondbacks. So the Yankees obviously did the most and they, you know, they met the biggest need, which was getting left-handed bats. I mean, the Yankee, that yeah. need was so big that like you could have gotten anybody and it was a great move on their part. I do have to say great move because if they gotten Trevor Story, I think that would have been a mistake. Doesn't address a need. Um, a dude who hasn't been great offensively. Yeah, that sure. I would have made fun of them a lot if they did that. But. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm going to make fun of the Rockies more for not even fucking moving him. Like, are Jesus. you kidding me? I can't, I can't stand the Rockies, dude. 
like, oh God, if I, if you're a Rockies fan, like be a Red Sox fan, just, ju- just listen to the podcast, join us. Like, yeah, like stay hurt because Colorado is cool, but just root for any other team. Any, any other team, literally besides yeah, the Yankees. That team That's is, it. uh, it's in rough shape and it's like, it's to the top with the, the ownership, like at least, uh, at least with the pirates, um, what's his face, Bob Nutting. Uh, was able to be like, oh shit! I guess I have fucked this team over the years. Maybe I should hire a competent GM, and he did. So, like, props to him. Like, fuck you for not spending on the team, but props for hiring Ben Sherrington. Because um, he's gonna I don't build think the Rockies dude is ever gonna hire someone that knows what the fuck they're doing. No, um, no. But yeah, <laughs> side note. <laughs> yeah, so you know that's that's where it's interesting. Is you know Schwarber's great. I mean Schwarber's analytics just in general. If you want to look at a guy that has, he's the sixth best barrel rate in all of baseball this year, which is wild to me. I, yeah, I you can see that, that with your eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well the fact that he just crushes the fucking baseball. Yeah, every um, time. And the fact that, but you know, yeah, I mean the month of June was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Was just Kyle Schwarber hitting home runs every day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome, and, and obviously he's going to be a great add to the offense. And for the Red Sox, you know, their biggest add is probably going to be. Chris Sale, who is expected to come back. They, they think he'll probably come back for the race series August 10th through 12th is what I'm yep. hearing right now. One more rehab star, bro. Um, which is exceptional. That, that's so exciting. It, it makes me nervous because, you know, you want him to come back and just be Chris Sale again. And obviously that's kind of an unrealistic expectation. Um, so what, like, what should our expectations be for Chris Sale? That's kind of like what I'm trying to wrap my brain around with all this. Um, so you should expect him to be better than Martin Perez. Well, yeah. <laughs> and get Richards. Yep. And, far as well. <laughs> and Erod. At yeah. least what Erod has been so far. Yeah. Um, not necessarily going forward, but um, I I don't know. Like, I, that's really all I'm asking for is, yes. is be better than those guys and give us a chance to win every day. You don't have to strike out like 17 guys a game like you did. Uh, to like back in 2019, is that when he pitched last? 2018? I don't yeah, 2019 was when he pitched last. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that was a weird year if I remember correctly for yes. him. Like he struck everyone out except like when he didn't, he still gave up like five runs and lost. Yeah, four four zero ERA. Yeah, um, and just remember that he opened that year with his velocity significantly down, and eventually ultimately mm. kind of figured out why it was because you know Tommy John. Yeah, but he still figured out how to pitch with that. So, yeah. um. He's yeah, a I mean, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to have him back on the mound. It gives the team a lot more confidence than seeing Perez or Richards out there. So, um, I do yeah. want to point out, um, by the way, his last start with the Red Sox was August 13th, 2019. So, almost two years to the day of his last start. Yeah, just about. Mm-hmm. Um, which is crazy to think Tommy John, that man. it's been two years that all this stuff has happened. Um, you know, pandemic, shortened season, everything. That is crazy, actually. Um, I mean, think about the like the world we were in the last time that Chris Sale uh threw a ball for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. So damn. Yeah. But I think you know what, Spencer, your your point's good is you know, like we don't have to have Chris Sale go be this crazy Cy Young guy, but we just need him to be an improvement on some of the guys that are already in that rotation, guys yep. that we can hopefully move to the bullpen or just anywhere else just out of the, into the sun you know yeah into the sun things. like yep. love martin perez love perez day but perez not, dead. yeah dead. Pre- we need to just move I'm on calling it 
it's just not it's not <laughs> it's not helpful like i'm sorry like it's just not like i don't care about perez day perez day means i'm gonna lose you know no, what i'm saying day means you get shelled now so yeah yeah that's not good that's thinking martin perez had like figured some shit out when he threw what seven scoreless against the astros yep back in i don't know it seems like years ago at this point so it wasn't even that long ago was it it was like june it was june definitely yeah. was well maybe wow. may but um oh yeah he got shelled by the astros in june that yeah. was it. That was when they, yeah. All right. But, uh, you know. uh yeah, Christ, <laughs> that guy, he's but killing yeah, us. Man. I mean, what's interesting about this whole scenario, you have Chris Sale coming back. I mean, you know, let's just say, I mean, he could pitch well enough to be our best pitcher come October. Certainly. You know, he could, he could work his way back up. Yeah. And what's intriguing to me about that is, Right now, with the way the Yankees are playing, with the way the, the way the Rays are playing, I mean, the Rays have been one of the best teams in baseball since about May. After their their April start, they and and so that's when you know you're talking about projections as to who wins that division. The Rays are a realistic pick because of the fact that they've been so good and they're a team that knows how to win baseball games. And I mean, they're just the Rays. You know, it, it's not a bad pick. So yeah, you I have mean... the realistic option of a Red Sox Yankees wild card game which is really what I want to talk about because it's it'll be the first winner-take-all game between the Red Sox-Yankees in the playoffs since 2004, Game 7. Um, and, you know, Spencer, I feel like we were, like, too young to fully appreciate that. Yeah, I didn't know what baseball you know? was then, so. Yeah, like, obviously, like, <laughs> like, I grew up in New England, and, under you know, I was there. I knew the significance of it, but obviously I wasn't allowed to stay up and watch the games. Yeah. Because um, I was, like, 12. Yeah. Um, I was completely but, oblivious yeah. for a long time, actually. That's all right. You're, you're here now, and that's all that matters. And you're certainly not oblivious in the ways of telling me that I'm wrong all the time. So, Oh, that goes um, without saying. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just like, I mean, for you, for me, it, I, it's exceptional. As much as it would freak me out, there's a chance that you could have like a Chris Sale, Garrett Cole, head-to-head uh, at, you know, I'd like to think positively and think that the Red Sox wouldn't suck so bad that the game would be in Yankee Stadium. They would be at Fenway Park. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's just like, I mean. It, it would be terrifying. Yes. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm just thinking about, like, the content for that. Like, Section oh 10, would, just, section 10 would, would go ballistic with that. And uh, maybe we could get like an extra like two followers from that. So that's it, um, that'd be exciting for us. Dude, I would <laughs> I would absolutely drive up to Fenway Park. Wouldn't be able to afford to get tickets into the stadium. No way. But I would absolutely I would just go like be there. Like, oh, yeah. I, I would want to be outside of the stadium, um, you know, at a bar. So we turn it into a vlog. All right. You get to just see me. Dude, like, that'd be fun, either. actually. Yeah, absolutely. No, if that if that happens, I um, mean, we're Drunk Sam's a pretty pretty entertaining experience, so I, I feel like we should absolutely we should share that with the world. Yeah, I think I think the world needs to see Drunk Sam. Um, <laughs> don't don't let my employer see Drunk Sam, but it's fine. No, it's fine. They won't care. Yeah, they, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, there's yeah. No, we're we're gonna move on from that thought. We're gonna <laughs> we're just gonna get drunk at the Red Sox game. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Jaeger bombs all around. All right. Oh every time, God. every time the Red Sox score a run, we're doing a shot. All right, Spencer. Well, you should have enough words. supply of Jaeger uh, for the for the fans out there. Visited uh, visited Sam Anthony's apartment uh, a couple weeks ago, and wow, there's a lot of Jaeger bottles everywhere. Uh, yeah, there's Holy there's shit. too many to count. There's at least there's at least thirty. 
I'm gonna say that right now. I can I can just say without a doubt. There's at least thirty. That's um, disgusting. You. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, just just if Jaeger ever hears this podcast, uh, I would accept a sponsorship. No free heads. Um, and I would expect, or I would accept payment in Jaegermeister. Just straight, just mail it, crates of it to my apartment. All right, well, while we're on the topic, let me establish that I will not accept that payment. <laughs> That's fine. It's not for you. All right. I'm going to wear, I'm going to have Jaeger hats, Jaeger polos, Jaeger sweatpants. I don't care. I'll just, I'll wear Jaeger shoes. It'll be great. You're the worst. Right? Oh, I love it. I want a Jaeger, I want one of those like coolers that like keeps it in and the ones that like the Jaeger like that pours out too. Uh-huh. All right, I'm, I'm getting too off track here. Either way, Red Sox <laughs> Yankees would be electric. Um, here's here's the thing. In a one winner-take-all game, if we're just going down to, let's say these teams are straight even, Yankees with Gallo, with Rizzo, that lineup's pretty solid, actually. You know. Yeah, well, and, but then we pitch Chris Sale and, and shut him down. So, And you know what the difference is to me, though? Ultimately, the biggest difference to me is Alex Cora as a game manager. Because Aaron Boone is not a good game manager at no, all. Has no not. idea how to do it. Nope. Um, and no offense, but Araldis Chapman in big situations right now, not good. I wouldn't trust him. <laughs> Who do you bring in if you're the Yankees in a close game and that, that you legitimately trust? Lucas Litke. Litke or Loisica. That Those would be the two. And I don't know if I you know, Chad love Green, those bro. options. Chad Green. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Justin Wilson. Oh, wait. He got traded away. <laughs> Luis Sessa. That- also gone. Who's the guy they got from uh, Texas? Um, Jolie Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, dude. How about He's how about Andrew game. Andrew Heaney? Wait, wait, dude. Put Clay Holmes in. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. But they they love his uh, ground ball rate, dude. The Jesus the seven. Christ. Here's they're such like, and I get it. Like it makes sense. Like they didn't have to give up a lot for that. They gave up basically two guys. Well, that, I would fucking hope not. It's Clay Holmes. Yeah, and, and you know, it's to me, it's just you know, head scratching as the. Austin Davis, Boston Red Sox trade. Hey, um, hey, you watch your mouth there. That's that's a Heimbloom steal right there. Please sell to me, Theft. Austin Davis. Go, go. Heist. Please explain. Elaborate. Heim. <laughs> that's not that. That doesn't sell me. <laughs> I don't care. He does. I, I don't need to sell you. Heim doesn't need to Bra- sell you. Branchy Cordero. Branchy <laughs> Danny Santana. <laughs> Danny Santana was signed to a minor league deal. I don't know what you want there, Sam. And I, mean, I feel like the the Ben Intendi trade was less about Franji Cordero, more about the other guys that we got. I couldn't oh, name absolutely. them right now, but those guys. Those guys. There we go. It's like how the Mookie Ch- Betts trade Chowski. was actually about Connor Wong. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, if Austin Davis ends up becoming a stud, I won't be upset. I um, mean, do I actually think he's going to be a stud? No, but I feel like he could provide adequate middle relief because – when the Rays get random fuckers, uh, they become adequate middle relievers. Like uh, we gave them Jeffrey Springs, right? And he was good yep. for them. Yeah. So that's Austin Davis. And what's um, Michael Chavis going to do? Swing at high fastballs and miss? I want to bring up Jeff- I mean, wow, Jeffrey Springs. Source, but You're right. I take back. I was like, has Jeffrey Springs been good? Jeffrey Springs has been solid. Five and one, three, four, three, RA. Um, three, eight, nine, FIP. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I try, I try to tell you, Sam, you just don't, you just don't believe me. I don't like to listen to you actually. You never listen to me. No, never do. Actually. I, um, most of the time when you're talking, there's just like a different song playing in my head. Well, you're just um, looking up stats while I'm talking. That's all the time. Absolutely. The stats <laughs> mean more to me than our friendship. All right. I believe it. 
the, the, the stats uh, never insult me and tell me that I'm wrong. That's probably true. They probably <laughs> actually do tell you you're wrong, though. Uh, sh- we're not gonna, but they don't. They don't talk. They don't say it directly. They don't it's say it out loud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dude, are we yeah. losing to the Tigers right now? We are. We are. Uh, for when, when this post tomorrow morning, Christ. Um, Garrett Richards not good. Uh, should not be in the. Can we just beat the Tigers? Like, I don't know if you've seen though. Like the Tigers have been like not awful. I don't <laughs> care. It's the Tigers. I mean, win the games. Hey man, just a classic win. classic matchup uh, of you know sign stealing scandal. AJ Hinch versus Alex Cora. I'm just Oof. saying. Um, but you know AJ Hinch is the biggest bitch because he was like I was upset about it the whole time and nobody did anything. It's like. Yeah, at least Alex Cora like owned his shit. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you know his cheating wasn't bad with the Red Sox. So let's you know anyone that tries to be like, all I want by the way, yeah, the Red Sox like didn't a, do shit. This is a weird side note, but and since <laughs> we're on that topic, I hope one day they open up that sealed document about the Yankee stuff, and it comes out that the Yankees like cheated. Oh, they definitely than anyone won't. else. Um, but I don't need just, it because I know they did cheat. So yeah, it's fine. I know, but we just need. I just need that. I they never I will, care. but like. like they cheated and they still lost, so I don't yep. care. I know, but I just love like you know they cheated and you still have Aaron Judge like being a big bitch baby about it. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's that's what Aaron Judge is. So yeah, so no surprise yeah. there. So we got that. We have uh, what were what were we talking about? I feel like I lost track <laughs> of where we were headed here. Uh, Red Sox Yankees uh, wild yeah. card game. That's that's gonna be fucking sick, but. We're we're looking like I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully it doesn't yeah. exist. But here's the thing. All right, it's, I don't believe the Yankees I'll, are going to make the playoffs. I don't think so either. The thing is, is I mean, one, I just don't think they have the pitching. Like even like, have you seen Tyon? Tyon had a one one six ERA in July. Yeah, he's good um, now. Yeah, I mean, which makes sense. Like he had to kind of come back after again two years of not pitching and get his bearings. Yeah, it's and, it's frustrating that that worked out, but he's good now. Yeah, um, and that's but like at the same yeah. time, Garrett Cole um has covid and um you know it's only a matter of days now before he goes um you know <laughs> rip yeah dude oh yeah <laughs> rest in peace garrett cole gone but yeah. not forgotten i mean will, they, will the yankees still have to pay his contract if he dies um that's not Is really it? our problem <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a brian cashman problem it's not really something i'm concerned about you got it brian love you man <laughs> keep keep trading for clay holmes all right Keep. What did we do on episode six? Um, we pronounced Garrett Cole dead. <laughs> yeah, we did. He uh, do, is that bad? Is that are we gonna get canceled for that? Is that a thing that happens? I feel like we might, but also I think everyone else also hates Garrett Cole, so I don't think it matters. Also, nobody listens to this podcast. Also, nobody so listens to this podcast. You would so. need like more people to actually hear it to like get canceled. So. Yeah, we'll get like one person that'll be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said that," and we'll be like, "Okay." I will say at least at least Garrett Cole was vaccinated. I'm like Aaron Judge, uh, but that's fine, you know. Yeah, um, let's let's. Uh, I'm just saying. Let's leave the uh, vaccination unvaccination argument for another podcast. I didn't have a discussion. I just I made a statement and I'm ready to I'm ready to move on. It's a valid so. statement. But uh, so speaking of so again. You know, we're looking at the Yankees down the stretch and the realistic idea of them actually making the postseason. Um, they do have the third easiest remaining schedule, um, but the Phillies have. That doesn't the mean shit. Schedule. The Yankees suck. Like, well, and but that's they, but that's my point. They, is they that, are part of another team's easy schedule because they're the Yankees. Like, they they're bad. 
And so, still, again, the fact is, is that you actually have to go. Teams that make the playoffs are the teams that you're right. Like you, you beat the teams you have to beat. You consistently do. And again, like you look at look at the game last night. I mean, they they got absolutely shelled by the Orioles. You can't get shelled by the Orioles. You just can't. Um, and that's isn't that the one team that like no, Flavor I mean, Torres can actually hit against? That's the one team. Yep. That's it. That's like half of his home runs. But also ever. the uh, the Yankees are are smacking the Orioles around tonight. So. I mean, you know, you have to eventually do it, right? I mean, you would think, yeah. It took the I, Red Sox three whole games to get that into their heads, yeah, but that's that's all right. We're gonna that's that's Sam, in the past. What if we get to the end of the season and the Red Sox either like miss the division by two games, or miss the playoffs by two games, or miss the second wild card by two games? Why are and you? Why think, are you even talking like this? And we why? just think like. Wow, what if we didn't get swept by the Orioles in the first season? First I series? Mean, you know what? Like my my only thought with that is that you have a lot of time the rest of the year to fucking make up for that. You know? Well, yeah, so, but um, I, I guarantee you, people are going to talk about that if that happens. I mean, yeah, but like you could also. I mean, there's probably other shit that you could point to in the year. Like if Sam, it's not rational. Like. It's, I know, I know, but it's, you know, I, I just hate that. It's like, what if we didn't lose this one series at one point in a 162-game season? Like, yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, you're right. It's not I'm rational. Saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's going to happen. I know, but it's just going to it's just gonna make me mad because people are dumb. And like, <laughs> yes, they not, are. You know, people are going to be like, yeah, we should have just beat the Orioles that, that one series. And you'll be like, well, I mean, you're not wrong. If we had won that series, you're right. You know, we would be in a better position. But, you know, they could have also just not only traded for Kyle Schwarber at the trade deadline. They could have went and got, you know, a starter. Um, so that's actually the thing is, um, you know, a lot of Red Sox fans are, you know, pretty upset about the Red Sox trade deadline and upset that they didn't make uh, more moves, uh, I guess, especially in the starting rotation and all. But I don't. I don't know what fans wanted them to do yes. in, in terms of starting pitching. Yeah. Like, who did you want? Like, mm-hmm. I know you wanted Kyle Gibson. I don't know if Kyle Gibson makes that much of a difference for us. And I don't know if you're giving up a prospect, the quality that's, of Spencer Howard, to yes. get Kyle Gibson. I don't think that's, that's, I don't think that value matches up. No. Then you look at Max Scherzer. I mean, there's no chance you were getting Max Scherzer based no. on the Dodgers going after. Like, if the Dodgers decide we want Max Scherzer, the Dodgers would get Max Scherzer. Well, like, especially with the Dodgers at this gave point. up. Like, the Red Sox had nothing that they could have given up that would match Josiah Gray right. and Jaime Ruiz. So like, it wasn't going to happen. You move on from those guys. You've got Jose Barrios. There's no yeah. way that the Red Sox were giving up anything comparable to what the Blue Jays gave up for Barrios. It's just not happening. Well, So and- then you look at you know any of your other options – the Rockies just decided not to trade John Gray. I guarantee you, Heim could have traded a slapdick prospect for John Gray. Absolutely, the Rockies were trading John Gray, but yeah. the Rockies are idiots. Um, yeah, they were so, like, "We're going to hold on to our guys for some fucking dumb reason." I don't know who else you know they could have gotten at that point. No, and, and satisfied Red Sox fans. I mean, you could have gotten Tyler Anderson, and then Red Sox fans would have been like, "This doesn't fucking matter," and they'd be right. Absolutely, Anderson doesn't matter. No, and he's not good. I mean, he, no. he's not like he's not an upgrade from a Martin Perez or a Garrett Richards. It's no, not a significant he's the same, upgrade. He's the same guy. Yeah, like uh, yeah, a guy that's going to probably get shelled every other start, every once in a while, maybe throw together six innings of three run ball, but he's not gonna 
yeah, he's not going to be a guy that you that you're right. Like that's an upgrade that's worth giving up anything for. Right. And that's and and you know like so it's very interesting. So the thing I was seeing during the whole deadline um, was that after the Jose Barrios trade happened and the the Jays gave up two top 100 prospects for him, that pushed the market so high because that's ultimately what led to the White Sox giving up Madrigal and and Hewer. I think that's how you say his name for um, for Kimbrel. And you know all of those were significant overpays in the moment. Obviously, with prospects, oh, yeah. you never know how these guys are going to pan out, and that's always ultimately the thing. But you know, for Boston, like you said, they they don't have like the Yankees. The Yankees had as much as they don't have top tier guys, they have depth in their farm system. So they were you know for Gallo, you know, and they gave up a ton of guys is what they did. You know, they weren't super duper high quality guys, but it was a lot of guys, and so you know the market dictated this value. And, and I, I like it. Like you said, you know, Bloom is smart enough to know that, you know, he was going to have to overpay for these guys and it just wasn't worth what the market was dictating at the moment. Yep, exactly. And, so. you know, they were saying on section 10, like, you know, it could easily be, you know, a couple of years from now, interesting Cassis and Jeter Downs are leading us to the world series. Yeah. And we look back on that and are so thankful that we didn't trade those guys because that's what happened in 2018 is you yeah. look back on Ben Sherrington not trading Mookie Betts, not yeah. trading Jackie Bradley Jr., not trading Xander Bogarts, and those guys led you to a World Series, you know, later on. So, and um, and that's how you win championships today. I mean, look that's at how you build like a sustainable Dodgers. winner too. That's yeah. how the Rays are built. That's how the Dodgers are built, and those guys are the standard. So, um, and you look at the Rays. I mean, sure they got Nelson Cruz. That's probably comparable to getting Schwarber, I would think. Yeah, uh, maybe. You know, Schwarber isn't quite that good, but, you know, he's another bat that can't really play defense. Similar player. Very similar. Other than that, they sold. They sold their closer. Yeah. So, you know, and and they're still, you know, they then they swept us over the weekend and they're in first place. So, yeah. no, like you said, they know how to build winners because they're constantly building their farm and they're understanding, you know, they're getting rid of guys, they're adding guys, they're always making moves that are adding to that depth and pieces that you can add later. Um, it just, I mean, it makes sense. And and again, every team, I mean, I look at a team like the Mets, as much as it made sense for the Mets to buy, the Mets didn't address a need in hobby buys. They really needed pitching as much as it's going to help your offense. Um, and you give up a guy like Pete Crow Armstrong, who I think is going to be pretty good. I mean, it's a prospects, whatever, but he's a top ranked guy. And for a team like the Mets, who doesn't really have a lot of depth in that farm, you know, you just wonder like as much as it's a win now, great, but like you're, you're, if you want to build a sustained winner, like you said, which is what Heim Bloom is trying to do. You know, and that's what the Dodgers have done because they they have the talent that's constantly coming up, but they have so much down low that they can also trade and add and do all these moves. And they just, I mean, they know how to acquire talent. It's, it, yeah. I mean, it's impressive. Andrew Friedman is playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Yep, that's, exactly. that's all I'll say on Andrew Friedman, and that's what Ian Bloom's trying to do. And then you know, we'll be working for him next year. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's he, he understands. You know, I mean, that's why we're in the fan club. Yep. So. But uh, yeah, all right. So we've we've reached our time, Spencer. Are there, are there any final thoughts uh, you'd like to give on this episode? As I watch Miguel Cabrera get ready to probably pimp one out of the yard here in this game. Um, well, you know, I was right about uh, the trade deadline. Uh, I was yes. right about uh-huh. the Rays never wrong. being in first place. Never wrong. Um, just to reinforce that for our listeners, Spencer's never wrong. Never and um, you know, other than that, I hope we could beat the fucking Tigers. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, 
Um, and then maybe beat the Blue Jays this week. Dude, why do we play so many fucking games against the Blue Jays? Yeah, I, you know what? Where, where, where are all these games coming from? We just played them four times. We have to play them another four times. I don't know. Whoever made the schedule issue is weird because, like, there was a stretch. Let play the Grizz again. Fuck us, man. Yeah, dude, get this. This is, and this is my final thought, and then I'll leave. But, like, they, <laughs> they scheduled between May and uh, July 16 Dodgers Giants games. That's where all the games were. And then they played three more games in September, and that's it. Well, like, see, I don't really blame them for that one because the Giants were not expected to be like this amazing. No, team. obviously, and you were trying to schedule all the Padres Dodgers games for the beginning and the end right. of the year when the hype was high and you were hoping that it was going to come down to that. Right. But still, like, it, it's just weird that they didn't sprinkle more in like August, even. You know. Yeah. Well, they I mean, we didn't get all Yankees till June, so there's that too. Which, which made sense because they wanted that with stadiums. You know, they wanted to make oh, sure. Fair. That, so. I mean, they wouldn't do that on a normal basis, but now and then now you know stadiums are filled and you're getting Sunday night baseball and teams are in teams are in theory competitive. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Um, but hey, Blue Jays back in Toronto, that's kind of sick. Yeah, if we can win there, that'd be cool. That'd be huge. All right. Uh, well, on that note, um, Spencer, it's been great, and I'm glad that you didn't want to kill me this episode. It's it's uh, been nice to have a cordial conversation, Sam. I didn't I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring up the <laughs> you know the thing. Just don't just keep it that way. <laughs> All right, uh, we will be back next week, um, hopefully with some more Red Sox wins. Hopefully they don't get swept by the uh, Detroit Tigers, um, and if they do, you know, I'm gonna be really we'll talk about it. Episode. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, till next week. Peace out.